Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome in to episode 52 of Swimming Upstream on the Fans First Sports Network. It's Alex here with you today to bring you a really fun interview surrounding a really fun story. It's that of Marlins infield prospect Angelo Despina, a 23-year-old infielder who went from going undrafted to a successful first 17 pro games in the FCL to hitting BP off of a rehabbing Major League veteran all within the span of a few months to take us through this wild ride, what it has meant to him, and how he plans to make the most of the opportunity in the future. Angelo joins us today to talk about it all. So here you go, guys. We hope you enjoy this sit-down with Angelo Despina. All right. Pleased to be joined on the show today by Marlins infield prospect and a guy that's had a pretty whirlwind year of 2023, we could say, at least the last few months. Uh, Angelo Despina, um, man, um, no, you talked to our buddy Danny the other day um, about your experience at Lone Depot Park against Johnny Cueto and BP and everything. I want to get to the rest, man, because your story is super fun. So I appreciate you jumping on with me uh, to talk a little bit today about your journey so far and where you're headed in the future. So first off, thank you. And second off, how are we doing? Uh, doing well today, man. Like I told you earlier before this, got a low A game to go to later this evening. I'm doing well and just really blessed. Um but yeah, I'm healthy. Um, really taking it day by day. All this is still new to me. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Well, again, stay, you're staying busy, even though FCL is over. You're staying busy. 
getting some experience in there with the hammerheads and uh, of course what you did in Miami and everything. So it's been a fun year for you for sure. And we're going to get to it today. I want to start at the beginning, man. Um, let's talk about high school, uh, Brooke Ward high school in Georgia. Um, the same high school as another Marlin, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but we'll talk about that. But first off in high school, you weren't always a baseball guy. You were a football guy. You were a quarterback in high school. Now you've become a first baseman doing a lot more catching of the ball than throwing at first base. Tell me about this, just high school overall. When did you start mixing baseball in um, and why did you settle on baseball rather than football? Uh, well, I, baseball has always been my first sport. My pops got me into that early, so did my mom. So probably about uh, three, four around there, I probably started, you know, just like little t-ball stuff. Um, and I've played ever since then. Um, I remember in second grade, uh, the cool thing to do on like Fridays was wear your football jersey to school. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So that's when I got into football um, in second grade and kind of just played it because it was the thing to do. And, you know, after my first year, I was like, I could really see how this be a lot of fun, like once I get better. So start to develop um, and, you know, stuck with it. And in high school, obviously, you know, because um, you cover this baseball recruiting starts way early in football, especially if you're not a big time football prospect like, you know, myself, I wasn't. So I got earlier interest in baseball. Um, my freshman and sophomore year, I was playing for Team Elite in the summer up at Lake Point and a bunch of schools started reaching out and I noticed it started to pick up and football really wasn't, you know, picking up, which was fine. And so um, I ultimately made the decision to commit to Mercer over some other schools. And, um, you know, I thought that was best for me and, you know, look where I am today. So I had some interest in football. It was funny, like I committed and maybe like a month or two later, I was like, about to get my first offer for football, but I just told him I was respectful. I think it was from Western Kentucky um, or Eastern Kentucky, one of the two. And uh, they just were like, well, you know, we want to offer you. Do you want to play football? And I was like, man, I appreciate it. But out of respect to you guys, you know, I'm already going to school to play baseball. Um, you know, a bunch of guys on my team said West Virginia came down uh, to the school they wanted to offer me. Um, I never talked to them face to face, but, you know, that's what they told me. So, it was picking up very, very small, but, you know, I think I could have made a career out of it, but ultimately I'm happy with my decision. And, uh, but I cannot lie though. I will always wonder how far I would have made it in football. And I'm very confident in myself that I could have, you know, made it, made it a good way. So that's that. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, I had earlier interest in baseball and I just felt like I'd been playing it from a young age and that's kind of, you know, where my heart's always been. And I kind of just played football because it was the thing to do and it was fun. I didn't necessarily like, truly loved the game as much as I did football, but don't get me wrong. It definitely was a lot of fun and I miss it all the time playing on Friday nights. Yeah, definitely. I uh, can still see the football player in these young men as well. It's six, six you are right. Um, so the first time I saw you like towering over everyone else in the FCL, it's like, that's gotta be Angelo for sure. <laughs> so, and lo and behold it is. So anyways, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, your decision has paid off. You're here today as a professional baseball player and um only way to go up or only way to go from here is up for sure. We could definitely start to see it already. Um, so after high school, like you had mentioned, it's, it's Mercer college. And then after three years plus the COVID year, so four, basically um, you're, you're at Georgia tech. Um, so these are both D one schools, Mercer and Georgia tech, both D one uh, different conferences with both D one. Um, so tell me about this. I mean, you, you make your, your kind of inroads at Mercer. You go there for a long time. Uh, you know, that program probably pretty well. Coaches all know you. Um, but then you decide to uh, to switch it up for your senior year. So tell me about that decision. Uh, what went into that, and um, you know, just just overall the uh, the uh, the move to Georgia Tech. Um, 
I think the biggest thing to answer that is I just think I was ready for something new, uh, like a new environment. I needed something new to push myself and I know myself best. And when I'm in an environment where I'm brand new, um, I think that's when I push myself the hardest. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a freaking competitor, man. Like whether it be cards, you know, video games, what, like I want to compete and, and you know, sometimes people, my friends get on me, like I take things too serious or, well, you know, whatever it may be, but you know, I like that about myself. And so I think I just ultimately wanted to take a chance on myself and bet on myself um, somewhere new. And, you know, that's no disrespect to Mercer. Like I love my time there. Um, obviously went through like some dark times there mentally, um, you know, just putting too much pressure on myself on the game, but, you know, being in a new environment, being around new guys, new coaching, uh, coaching, um, just, you know, the way that they handle themselves, the development, uh, the practice, just all that, man, it's exactly what I needed. And to be honest, like if I'm being 100%, like I wish I had more time there just because I enjoyed it that much. Um, so it was a blessing. Love all those guys. And, you know, another reason I'm glad I'm here is Jake DeLeo is here from Georgia Tech and he's been sure. tearing it up too. So, you know, it's been a blessing. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk about DeLeo in a second. Yeah, it's been really good for Jupiter as you're seeing. Um, one more thing about Georgia Tech. Um, talk to a couple people about you and Jake. I actually um, want to talk about your hitting coach, James Ramsey, right? Um oh, yeah. So tell me about what this guy did for you, because just looking at numbers as what they are, um, you know, you always had a pretty good average. You could always hit for pretty good power. Um, but really, the patience really took off in your senior year. And from what I hear, James Ramsey had a really big part in that. So tell me about what he did for you uh, mechanically, approach wise, mentally, whatever it may be. James Ramsey, go ahead. Dude, huge. Like this guy's one of the best hitting coaches I've ever had. And you want to talk about development like he's the guy, you know. Um, he played pro ball and it's so nice knowing that he's a younger coach, like he can relate to what we're going through. Um, you know, he's been, you know, first rounder pro ball played at FSU, like he gets it. And so him being able to relate to us when like, you know, maybe we're struggling with school or, you know, maybe we're dragging or whatever it may be like he can relate to that. And um, so I think that was definitely one of the the key things um, mechanically. He kind of let me do my own thing if I'm being a hundred percent honest and, you know, like I said, at Mercer, I kind of struggled because I tried to emulate too many guys in the big leagues and tried to be this guy and that guy. And, you know, that's just with some advice I got from somebody close to me that, well, not close to me, but some advice that I got from somebody. And, um, you know, I kind of ran with that in many different directions. And I just need to come back to who I was. I need to come back to being Angelo. And so when I got to Georgia Tech, I was like, look, if this is my last year ever playing ball, let me just be Angelo and not try to be someone else. Um so, you know, I simplified my movements down and, you know, me and Ramsey got on the same page. And if I could give you one answer to what how he helped develop me the most, it was mentally, dude. Like, I remember I'd be at the plate and, you know, before I got to Tech, might be a bad strike call. Obviously, you know, coming from the SOCON to the ACC, strike zones are a little bit different. So, you know, in the SOCON, you might be getting like two balls off. That's called a strike. And, you know, that's tough. So coming from the ACC, better zone. So let's say they throw me a ball and, you know, I knew, or let's say they throw me a strike, but it was a ball and I knew that. I'd kind of let my frustration show. And he he kind of helped me say, and this saying I'll always remember for the rest of my life, he was like, let him have it. I just said, dang, like no one's ever really told me that. And I think that really helped build my confidence. And so that's just one little small example, but I think him developing that mental approach for me at the plate um, and even carrying that out to outfield and on defense, bro, 
um i think that was just the biggest thing uh really i'd have to say like he kind of let me be like i said mechanically but the mental side and the approach was that's probably where i developed the most this past year gotcha yeah awesome um take it up to the draft um so of course you know this past year draft comes you know you see some of your teammates go delio we'll talk about him in a second um angelo despina is not called in the draft um then a little while later you get the phone call from I'm guessing it was a phone call. You can let me know from the Marlins. Um, and you're a big leaguer, um, you know, a, a few, a few days after the draft. So just that, those emotions, you're undrafted, you're sitting there without a team, you're done with college, everything's done and you're waiting. And then all of a sudden you're a big leaguer. So pretty quickly that all happens. So take me through the emotions of just that time period for you, probably a couple days. Um, it's a hundred percent a roller coaster of emotions, bro. A lot of ups and a lot of ups and downs. You'd think, you know, with the year I had, tore it up in the ACC, like three ninety some, sixteen bombs. You know, all American, all that stuff's great. But at the end of the day, like you don't truly know is that enough to get me there. And so, you know, I had that thought in the back of my mind, but at the same time, I thought it was enough. And so I was in that in that period between the season ending and the draft, I was pretty confident. I'm not going to lie. You know, I was in a good headspace. You know, I felt good where my swing was at, um, my, my stats, all that. You know, I got the size, athleticism. So you'd think, you know, my phone call would be kind of blown up, not necessarily to be drafted, but just with the opportunity. And even that, dude, I didn't really get. And so I think it was day three was going on in the draft and still nothing. I think the only thing I really heard from was the White Sox on day two, like, Hey, we need to know, like, we have them making a list of guys that we can take between this, you know, X amount and X amount. Would you do? And I was like, man, I just want the opportunity to play. And, you know, they didn't take me. And, you know, it is what it is. And day three came by. And I remember um, the Marlins reached out and basically were like, look, we want to take you, but I don't know if it's going to work out. Um, but would you, you know, would you sign? I was like, man, look, I just want the opportunity to play. Like I'm going to bet on myself yet again, like I've done and I know I can do it. Just give me a shot. And so, you know, it worked out and then obviously draft didn't work out, but I signed. So that did work out. Um, but yeah, man, it's just weird. Like you think with my, you know, athleticism, you know, speed, power, average, all that you think it would, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, dude. Once you get here, I've realized like you're all on the same playing field, regardless if you sign for $5 million or you sign for five grand. Um, it doesn't matter. Just opportunity is most important. And, you know, I'll always help, you know, ath younger athletes and tell them that, dude, just get there. The opportunity is all that matters, man, especially if you are confident in yourself, bet on yourself. Um, but yeah, that was it. a lot of roller coaster of emotions, man. When it didn't work out, I can't lie to you right now on this call. Like I definitely was frustrated, sad, you know, a lot of, lot of emotions because I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I didn't know if the opportunity was still there. Um, they were the only team that reached out to me. So it was like, what's going on, man, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I got you. And, and you're here now. And, um, you know, money, accolades, all that stuff will come. You know what I mean? Just get your, get your work done. Like you said, you get the opportunity and all that stuff comes um, sure. whenever it comes, you know. So absolutely great attitude to have there. Um, you got here, right? That's the important part. You're here. So yes, good to see. Um, so the Marlins, um, we talked about it a little bit already. Banfield, who I'm pretty sure you're familiar with from high school. Um, yes, and then Jake DeLeo. So winding up on a team where you have some familiarity um, with Willie, who's who's in double A right now, doing pretty well. And then with DeLeo, who is with the Hammerheads, who you are with right now as well. So 
Um, just winding up on a team with some familiarity. How was that? Uh, I think it's good. Like knowing somebody that, you know, that you used to play with, um, you know, me and Will played football together when we were younger, things starting in second grade, um, played football or excuse me. Well, I guess football ninth grade played baseball in high school and then, you know, went our different paths. And then me and DeLeo met at Georgia tech and man, right now DeLeo's just tearing it up. Like DeLeo's a baller. Um, you know, he's got everything, all, all five tools. Um, and I think the Marlins really lucked out with him because, you know, he'll be a big leaguer one day. Um, and I got nothing but good things to say about him. Awesome. Yeah, definitely cool to see uh, Marlins drawing from uh, both that college, Georgia Tech and uh, and Brookwood. So, um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's definitely they're doing the right thing there. You can tell. Um, FCL season. Simple question. Um, You know, you're playing against a lot of guys younger than you, some around your same age. Um, Your first, what, 17 games. uh, You do really well statistically. Um, You know, your your approach looked good to me. You're pretty patient up there. Um, You know, it it was a pretty easy transition to the FCL. So, um, you know, there's there's still a transition to make, though, from from college to to pro ball. Obviously, I know you also had some experience with Woodbats, I think, in Cape Cod League, if I'm not mistaken, something like that in summer ball. So um, just the biggest thing you learned in the FCL making the transition to pro ball. Biggest thing I learned. Um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not going to lie, dude. I think I like, like, just the simplicity of the FCL. Like, you're playing at 12, obviously, yeah. super, super freaking hot. Yeah. You, <laughs> you have no fans there, man. You play at 10 o'clock some days, no fans. So I think ultimately you just, like, show up and play. You know, sometimes in college you can get into the hype of, like, you know, I don't know, Friday night game, big yeah. pitcher, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't know the FCL is just so chill because you just show up and play like everybody's there for a reason. So obviously everybody can play, everybody can pitch, everybody can hit. It's just who can do it more consistently than the others. And so I think the biggest thing was it just was so relaxing to play. You know, there wasn't too many things, you know, that you were worried about. And uh, I'd probably say that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's also an interesting time at Roger Dean Chevrolet stadium with, 
the construction that's going to be done and you're getting you have a locker room on a concourse and you know you get on golf carts and go back and forth like yeah i was out there a lot this year or a bit this year uh seeing you guys play and i mean it's it's definitely an interesting time uh in, in the uh in the fcl with everything going on so uh yeah pretty much it's just play a baseball game and go home so yeah, uh, so yeah uh definitely cool to see um approach tell me about this um so as i watch you um you know hit this year in the fcl um pretty simplistic approach like you said before um you're also trying to get kind of really low in your stance to cut down the strike zone because you're a big tall guy so you want to cut down on the strike zone a lot um and like i said it's pretty patient from there so um you know it's more of like what i think is more bat to ball approach and then you kind of let the let the power come to you kind of naturally you know it hands out over the plate um but yeah just tell me about why this works for you um just overall in your setup um how you select your swings everything like that what's the approach like like a bat to a bat for you um, I think this stems back to Georgia Tech. Like I wanted to go back to who Angelo was and who I was instead of trying to be like, if you look at my swings at Mercer, I tried to be, you know, Christian Yelich, Freddie Freeman, and that just put me in a really bad headspace. So when I go back to being myself, if you watch video from me when I was, you know, little league to high school, I never, I never really had a lot of movement. And so I, I wanted to go back to that. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. That's where I feel most comfortable. You know, I don't need a lot going on. I don't need like a super big leg kick or I don't need a lot of, you know, bat waggle, whatever it may be. So I'm a real simple guy when it comes to that. And the approach, man, I think you just have to get a good pitch and be on time. Like you can't overcomplicate it. Obviously, you know, the higher you go up different levels, the better the pitching gets. Um, you know, that can obviously change a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you're not swinging at good pitches and you're not on time, you're not going to hit anything, you know, no matter if it's a flat fastball or if it's a, you know, nasty breaking ball. So I think that's my approach, you know, get a good pitch. And I'm not worried about, uh, you know, pulling it over the fence or hitting it out oppo or, you know, dead center. Like, I just want to keep the approach simple and all that will come. You know, the lift is natural. And so I think when I elevate the ball, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm just going good. I'm, I'm staying, you know, up the middle or to the gaps. And I'm sure you hear that approach a lot, but that works for me. And so I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah, real simplistic, like you said, is from, from what I see in uh, just looking at you game to game. So awesome, man. Um, yeah, don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> don't try to do too much at once. That's when you get in trouble, right? So good Sorry. to see. Um, I know you talked to Danny Rodriguez about this in the dugout a couple days ago, but I just want to go back now that you've had a couple days to let it kind of ruminate, right? Um, FCL season's over. Um, you get the call to go to Lone Depot to do some BP off of um, an established major league pitcher doing rehab. That's Johnny Cueto. Um, so you talked to Danny about it. You said it was like your first time on the field, your first time at a big league stadium, like all that good stuff. And here you are after, like we said, going undrafted, you didn't know if it was going to work out. Now it's BP, but you're hitting BP off of a veteran major league pitcher to round out or start to round out your 2023 season. So now you've had a chance to think about it, that experience overall. Overall, still what I said, like a blessing. Like I said, I don't know why they picked me. Um, I'm I'm still so thankful for it. Like I said, that was my first time. But I think the coolest thing, like I said in my interview, um, my girlfriend told me before, um, you know, just just embrace the lights, like taking the smell, you know, the stadium, like what's it look like? What are you feeling? And so I think I really tried to hone in on that. And, you know, that was probably the biggest takeaway. Like I remember I was on deck and um, Hampson was stepping in first. So, like, I didn't feel any nerves at all. Like I was more excited. I was like, let's go. And I think just, you know, just acting like, you know, I belong here. And like I said, it's just a matter of time. Um, just have some fun. Like, what did I have to lose? You know, 
they wanted me there to go hit and I was going to give it my best shot. And, you know, I had a great day off him. And so it was good. Awesome. Yeah. It was cool to see, man. Uh, had some cool stuff to say to Danny in the moment as well. It was awesome. Um, oh, yeah. Couple more before we go, and then I'll let you go out for the day. Uh, talking to Angelo Justinia, infield prospect for your Miami Marlins. Um, let's just sum up the year as a whole, man. We talked about the roller coaster of emotions, everything that you went through, uh, how it's how it's how it's winding up here at the end. Um, simple question: Has this been the most memorable of your twenty-four years so far? If you go on a year by year basis, has this been your most memorable year? One hundred and ten percent. Yes, sir. Like I've dreamed of this moment uh, from being a little kid. And like I said, opportunity is all that matters. I'm here. It's an equal playing field and the opportunity is all that I needed. And uh, I'm, I'm just enjoying every day, man. Like I'm not looking too far ahead. Um, and like you said, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. So awesome. Well, man, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, it's going to be it for today. But I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Really cool to get to know you better. And I really liked your background story to dive into it a little bit more. It's super cool. Um, wish you the best of luck the rest of the way this year, man. And um, man, we'll keep an eye out. Um, the Marlins have have not shied away from challenging um, a lot of guys your age that are first coming in. So we'll see how that goes. But like you said, take it a day at a time and um, going to see how this goes. So uh, yeah, man, um, really appreciate you jumping on again. Definitely appreciate it. And um, yeah, go get it the rest of the way, bro. Oh, yeah. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate Alex, your time asking me the questions, man. I really appreciate it. You're a great guy. Thank you. So there you go, guys. The super fun story of just a super nice and impressionable young man in Angelo Despina. As he said, he's just a competitor through and through who is betting on himself and his abilities with great athleticism and a balanced mindset through everything that he's been through so far. He's made the most of his time as a pro. We will look for those tools to continue to serve Angelo as his pro career advances. With players like this that fit this profile, the Marlins have really not been shy about challenging them pretty quickly in their pro careers. And I think that challenge could come for Angelo as early as next season. So this may not be a name that you've heard a lot from yet, but I'm confident it's a name that you're going to hear a lot more about in the future. That'll do it for today on the show. We want to thank the Marlins for helping us set that interview up. And of course, thank Angelo for his time. We hope you all enjoyed and we will see you all next time on Swimming Upstream. Swimming Upstream.